0: Bertha Charuma on SAFM.
1: Well, I think let's get straight into it. Uh, Free State Education Department and SATU uh, hosted Learner Pregnancy Summit, and uh, our guest is online. Uh, Bukelwa, good evening and welcome to the Viewpoint.
2: Good evening, Bertha, and Viewpoint
1: listeners. Thank you so much for making time. You know, as my producer was speaking to me about the subject matter this evening, I get very emotional because I'm a parent and I'm a grandparent for that matter. And picturing a 10-year-old, even a 12-year-old, even a 15-year-old, it, Very it's, unfortunate, it, yeah. it is so unfortunate, but um, I think we need to find means and ways to find solutions uh, to this particular problem. Let's talk about uh, you know the Free State Education Department and SATU uh, hosting LENA Pregnancy Summit. What was this all about? Okay. Um,
2: SATU approached the Department of Education, seeing the rising number of girls that are getting pregnant. And our topic was protecting and respecting the dignity of our girl Lena. You said uh, this is their rush, but I wish it was their rush. This is not their rush because in this summit we unpacked, you know, what are, what, what are the causes of teenage pregnancy. And we also unpacked the role of the community, you know, the role of stakeholders within the community on this rising number of teenage pregnancy. Mm. But before getting into that, I just want to take you back to our state. In April 2019, in this age of 10 years to 14 years, we had 192 learners that got pregnant. Sure. And um, in April 2020 to 2021, it was 128. So there is a reduction. However, as a department, we are concerned, even just one child. In this age group, getting pregnant is a concern for us.
1: Yeah, and what are the causes? uh, Okay,
2: when we looked at the causes, um, firstly, before the causes, the perpetrators, uh, as the as, as the summit, we first looked: who are these perpetrators? You know, like you said, from families, the uncles, you know, the brothers, you know. Everybody, the community members, some teachers as well that are teaching these kids and peers. Uh, This number of learners that we are talking about to us is not just numbers. It's learners that we sit with because I'm also responsible for psychosocial support. It's learners that we sit with and we debrief. So what comes from uh, the debriefing? Some of the learners are molested by the family members, by the community members by teachers and by peers. And uh, the causes, you know, the, the, the lower family income, you know, the poverty in our country. When we look at one of the districts, uh, Harik district, where really uh, we are, the learners there or parents are poverty-stricken, you get situations where the parents are aware that this man is violating this child. But because this man is bringing food on the table, you know, it's so unfortunate, and it's really a, a moral decay in our societies, because this is not the first generation that is having you know these high levels of poverty. Yes, we know that things have gotten worse, but also there are good you know uh, initiatives by our government. So it doesn't justify a, a man to go to a family that is less privileged, a family you know that is taken by 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 poverty and take advantage of. So also the substance abuse is the second uh, cause of this because, you know, learners, they engage, you know, in substance, they abuse substance. But even community members, when they are intoxicated, then they easily sleep with these kids, with the Mm kids, and then the moral decay. So it's really, it's it's, it's a lot of factors, you know, that lead to learners uh, at this age being pregnant. I think also it is the ignorance to the, the the South African laws because the Children's Act is very, very clear that a, 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 a child that is below twelve year old has no capacity to consent. Yeah. So that's why any sexual intercourse with a child below the age of twelve is always considered rape by law.
1: Yeah. And and, and, and... but we're also not strong in, in mandatory reporting. Uh, cause I was about to ask, are, they, yeah. are the perpetrators then held accountable? Not all of them, but I, I, I I'll just take just one, the case of
2: teachers. The department is doing everything in its power to ensure that if a teacher violates a child, they go through you know the processes. And um, but if it happens within the community, uh, most people don't want to report, because when they report, you have to see the case through, or you have to give more information, no issues of community. But mm. it was, you know, uh, the neighbor who reported this. There a lot of conflict then within, within the society. So even, pe- even if people are aware, and they know that according to the act, they have to report, even just suspecting that a child is being violated or is sexually abused, you have one has to report it is 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 placed upon each citizen to report that, but people don't
1: report because of all you know the societal conflicts and issues. Mm-hmm. We can't exactly now leave this to to the educators. I mean, the community has to be responsible. Is there no way then, if I go and report as a community member, um, my you know I I will be protected in the sense that. Um, people will not know that I am the one who went and snitched.
2: There is a way because uh, the act, you know, provides a way to to do that. But I think, again, it's it's the commitment uh, of each individual. And it's also, you know, um, I think the the, the way you you place value to, to, to mandatory reporting. So, yes, we do have cases that are reported by community members. And uh, people are now more enlightened. When you look at our steps, one can look at it positively to say these numbers is because people are aware and people are reporting. It doesn't mean that as a free state, when we have this high number of learners that are pregnant, it doesn't mean that maybe we are the only one. I think the positive aspect to this is we are a province that knows that we have to report It's an obligation of each citizen to report. So um, we can say then that communities are beginning to to understand that this is not just an education issue; it's a societal issue. Mm. Like you said, this child when this child gets eighteen or goes to university, this child now becomes not only the basic education, you know, learner, or you know, a citizen, but is now a national citizen. Mm. So how do then when you are pregnant at you know at age ten, at age eleven, how do you become a, 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 a fully citizen that particip- participate participates, you know, economically and in all other ways. So, so this is a societal issue, it's not just an issue of education.
1: Mm.
2: I think that is the main objective of the summit because we are saying we've been doing a lot individually. You know, social development they'll tell you all their programs, health as well as education, SAPS. But now we're lacking, you know, that collaborative, you know, effort towards, you know, uh, addressing the issue of uh teenage pregnancy.
1: Yeah. So but, but like, okay. sorry, sorry my dear, I have to interrupt. I have to interject there for a second. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a small break because when we come back, I also would like uh, to take a few voice notes because our listeners are engaging to to hear their viewpoint and, um, you know, what's their take on the subject matter. Let's just take a small break. We'll be back.
0: Bertha Charuma on SAFM. Uh, Good evening, broadcaster. I just couldn't get your name But one point I would like to talk about is why in South Africa there is no law that protects the young women from the sexual abuse. In America, there's a law that says no child, nobody can have a a sexual relationship with an 18-year-old or under 18-year-old. So this is statutory rape. It should be legislated. We can't be dilly dallying about this and letting our future <coughs> girl children be destroyed. They should be policy makers must wake up and get their act together and make sure that they enact laws that are going to protect the girl child and also the education of the boy child should be <coughs> made compulsory sex education in our curriculum because we cannot beat about the bush. This is really killing our nation. Sipo in Midland.
3: Good evening, this is Betha and the SAFM listeners. The issue of uh, our children or our babies getting pregnant. I once raised this thing with um, one of the elder in my village where she was a, a, a midwife. Uh, she is a pensioner, and uh, I raised this thing. I said, "Yo, these days, man, this thing of kids getting pregnant." And then she said, "As a former health practitioner, uh, this thing did not start today. I also assisted the twelve years old, the eleven years old, back then when, back then, and if we can just check." Most of our, our grandparents, they are first born. They got them when they were maybe 10 or 11 or 12. So these days, because of social media and the school, everything is exposed. It has been there forever.
4: One of the questions that are coming up in the show is what is going on with today's world? And we're emphasizing that children should be children. What does teaching sexuality to children have to do with that? How does that improve the situation or the child's experience? How does teaching kids that their sexual preference form part of their identity, we must arm kids with this information? This is precisely what is wrong with the world because you're sending kids to, to, to school so early to acquire information and they get taught all types of nonsense instead of just letting kids be kids.
1: Very profound. Five minutes just before nine, I do have a Sbu from the Free State. Let me take spoo, and then I'll come to you, uh, Bukelwa. Sbu, good evening. Welcome to The Viewpoint. Hi, my
5: How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you.
5: I'm very well thanks for the for that you know i'll be quite interested to know the stakeholders that are participating in the the numbers also that my sister has put up there of the that they have all many numbers the interest that i would also know want to know is the number that were actually successfully prosecuted you know this thing is a responsibility of society for all we should also be tackling if i'm a father and i know of my child that is going out with an elder And I didn't do nothing. When that person gets charged also, I should also be charged for it. Because I actually was the one who also allowed that thing to go on as a father, regardless that it was because of poverty or whatever. The sister mentioned an area in Harib, and it's an area which is quite poverty-stricken. My abuser lives with me. When they are granted bail, they come back to the same house where the incident happened. So they need to ensure that the, the young ladies that sites are taken care. There are no place of safety or place of, uh, let me say, half, half houses where we can place those girls there. So we also need to protect them. So for the second voice note, it says that it happened in the past. My sister, I'm sure that if we have enough evidence, even in the past, we can still open a case for that person. Doesn't mean that the thing is over. I thank
1: you. Thank you so much. Smooth from Free State. Um, your take, uh, Bukelwa. Okay. Thank you, Peva. I want first to deal with the legislation. Uh, this is fully legislated.
2: We have beautiful uh, policies in South Africa. The Children's Act, we have um, a lot of uh, legislation, but what is lacking is the enforcement. What is lacking is what I referred to earlier on, is the mandatory reporting. Remember, these things are happening uh, behind home doors. They are happening in our communities. So if we're not going to use the policies that are there, the legislation that is there, we are still going to fail. So I want to link it with uh, the listener who said this is a societal issue. Because if the society doesn't take full responsibility... Then we will always say, let us uh, come up with another act. So legislation is fully legislated. We need to enforce it. The second one on sexuality education, you will recall better when uh, basic education came up with sexuality education, parents were up in arms. They were saying we are sexualizing the kids, and they were they were equating uh, comprehensive sexuality education to sex education, which is not. You know. Uh, Comprehensive sexuality education does not only focus on the physical relationship between humans, nor does it teach behavior and values that encourages it, encourages sex. It doesn't, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Life orientation, a comprehensive sexuality education, it teaches from the level, from the interpersonal level where a child needs to have the, the knowledge, the attitudes, the beliefs, So it talks to the cognitive, emotional, physical, and social aspect of sexuality. But now the community, uh, we're then fighting the department to say, comprehensive sexuality education, you know, sexualizes kids. It doesn't. Only if parents can understand that it equips children and young children with knowledge, with skills, with attitudes, and values, that will further empower them so that they can take informed decisions they can look well after themselves and they can have a decision as to when do i start engaging so what we are talking about today is people violating these kids because they're 10 year old it cannot be that they voluntarily you know engage it's statutory, statutory rape mm. it's statutory rape yes and 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 the act it even it, it goes further as well to say even if us, the, the, the the act is saying twelve to twelve to sixteen can consent, but if consent is given to a person who is eighteen years or older, then is regarded uh, is regarded as statutory rape. Yeah. So the policy is very clear, very very clear. But we 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 need to enforce it. Sexuality education, if you can embrace it, because it gives
1: our kids more information to take informed decision. Mm. Bukialua, and, unfortunately, yeah. we have to end it at this point. This conversation is to happen on a daily basis. This is just a sad, sad setup. And if it's statutory rape, people must just be arrested. But thank you so much for joining us on The Viewpoint and sharing. Um, uh, you know we're trying to mitigate. But um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us and have yourself a pleasant evening
2: nice.
1: thank you very much for having me thank bye, you bye for now uh bukeloa uh, koelani uh, provincial director inclusive education free state department of education just gone after nine and it's time for news with greg Hose.